is upon us. It's time to dig in, to stand our ground, and watch for the next attack. You're in the Fox with Jason Parker. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Foxhole, where we stand our ground and watch for the enemy's next move. Today is the 10th of August, 2023, and uh, I'm your host, of course, as always, Jason Barker, and today I have in studio with me Mossman from Knights of the Storm, and uh, quite frequently joins me here in the Foxhole, and uh, a new warrior that we have, Stefan. I didn't use your last name, Stefan, because I didn't ask you if I could. Oh, it, well, it's pronounced Steven, but I've always oh, had that problem even growing up. You know, people pronounce it. It looks like how it would be spelled, but yeah, it's just Steven. Okay, right on. So tonight what we're going to do is, um, and, and this is kind of another one of these, the last few episodes here have been kind of impromptu, just uh, spawned by talking to people in the community and like, hey, that's a great topic for a show. So I was talking to Steven the other day. Um, he got a hold of Knights of the Storm and I, you know, called him back and everything and we had a really long interesting conversation and uh it got me to thinking about some things about what we're seeing going on today and how they're going to make us all felons and they will make us all felons just certain individuals they will find a way to make you a felon and i have plenty of examples of that and that's going to be their workaround for things like uh free speech when it comes to voting and gun control the things that they don't want the other side to have those rights that's a way they're going to take our rights away okay and we'll talk about what it means um when you do become a felon uh how that's not even really in my opinion it's not constitutional that once you're released from uh whatever sentence you've done and you've paid your debt to society how you are still a second class citizen and i want to open with that because people need to understand what it means to be labeled as a felon especially for and, and some misdemeanors by the way uh, what that means for the rest of your life and understand that that might be somebody else right now. And maybe you don't care that much about it, but it can just as easily be you tomorrow for doing nothing. So um, I guess we'll start off. We'll do uh, let uh, Steven introduce himself. You all know Moss, man, but let Steven introduce himself, share what you want about it. And then we'll jump into the topics. So. Sure. Well, um, you know, I, I've just started recently looking into a lot of the topics you guys have been discussing a lot lately. Back in 2020 or 2019, you know, a, a lot of it was very eye-opening. And at the same time, it had me take a step back to look at what everybody else was doing and saying about it. And then what the narrative was. You know, the narrative, it just, it was just too far out there for you to think like, are these people lying to me you know and you and then not only that but i come to find out that half of my dad's side of the family took the vaccine and it broke, it, broke, it broke my heart because you know i didn't want to say nothing in front of the kids there but i mean you know my aunt had told me that she had to go get surgery on the back of her head because she blacked out like and it not only happened once but twice wow yeah it's definitely been going on for sure. Wow, that that's sad to hear, brother. I have family members that took it as well. Um, as far as I'm aware, the only family members that took it was three that I know of. Um, actually, I think it's only two that were because they were in the military. So if, if anybody wonders why I jumped into this and why I, I was so adamant about that, um, 
example of an exemption letter. I know it's different from the Air Force and the Navy, but for the Army, at least, um, I had the proper formatting because that was in my my wheelhouse. And I wanted to make sure people got it right the first time because I didn't want to see, you know, whatever whatever may happen to my family. Right now, they're doing okay. Um, but God knows what's going to come three, four, five years down the road. So, you know, pray, pray for them, pray for my family, and I'll pray for your family as well, Stephen. Most uh, definitely. But as yeah. far as the felonies go, um, my mom's ex-husband had been in prison, you know, and she stopped talking to him for a while because he was, he just wasn't any good for in her life. He, he was doing a bunch of crap that he shouldn't have been doing. And I mean, I, when I was growing up, I was a child when they first met, you know, so I didn't know much about him until I became an adult. And just recently he had, uh, when he had been in prison, they were basically telling them, if you want to get out early, you can take the vaccine. So that's what he did. What? No, said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait a minute now. I don't know if we, did we talk about this? Because I didn't know. I knew, I knew about it, but we, uh, we definitely haven't talked about it. But yeah, I knew they were doing that. They were, I mean, just, you know, coercing people into taking it just so they could get released early. But yeah, I'm sure. Steven wait a second. It. Let's, let's pause for a second because there was a lot of criminals, uh, a lot of white collar or, you know, well, white collar with like sexual offenses, like pretty heinous stuff that were released early because COVID was going on and they didn't want them being in the prison where they might catch and spread COVID. Well, that was their, that was their, that was their excuse. Yeah. Just to let people out. On the same end, you would think that if somebody was vaccinated, you would want to keep them, you know, that's the people you would keep because now it's a safe environment. Um, So that's kind of crazy. They were, they were incentivizing release uh, by offering. That's crazy. uh, I didn't know that. He wanted a, uh, he wanted a, my mom to want to be with him after he got out, you know, and she was just like, I'm not going to have you anywhere near my kids. You know what I mean? Because we don't know enough about it. You know, we've heard things here and there about the shedding. I mean, I'm sure there's some truth to that extent, but we, you know, we obviously won't know for sure. All we can go by is what we've seen happen to other people who have taken it. Exactly. Know? Yeah. But um, so let's get on to like when when you are a felon and you get out of jail. Now, in my opinion, uh, if you've paid your debt to society, then you should no longer be considered a threat because that's a pre-crime. That's 100 percent a pre-crime. You know, you can't own a gun because you might commit this crime again. Well, I haven't committed the crime again. And you said I'm good. So what's what's the problem? You know, Uh, but that's the way we run things here in the U.S. I don't think it's constitutional. I think that. You should still be able to vote. You should say, because let's face it: if you're that dangerous that you can't have a weapon and your voice can't be heard, then you shouldn't be out on the streets. And we're we're seeing that now, where they're releasing people who are dangerous and they're committing the same crimes again. But what about somebody like myself or Mossman or you who may have gone to prison, did a year, two years, maybe ten years? We get out, and now we're ten years, no incidents, no traffic ticket, no parking ticket, and we still can't vote. We still can't. Um, can't purchase a firearm depending on the offense uh, and, and the, a plethora of other things. And I'll let Mossman talk on this a minute about jobs and, you know, opportunity that's stolen from you. Um, and, and the reason I want to lay that out first is because people need to understand, you all need to understand that it, in light of what's been going on with charges going on around the world in all Western nations, they can turn you into a federal criminal over nothing because they disagree with your political views. And that's a fact. And I have examples of that. So it, if you think you don't care because I'm squeaky clean and I'm, you know, I'm never going to be a felon. So 
they did that they did whatever crime they did and i really don't care they made their choice well guess what you don't know their circumstances and if, if you don't have empathy now and don't see where this is going then when you become the thought criminal and you become a felon and they take away your guns and they take away your right to vote and god knows whatever else they do to you um nobody's going to have empathy for you if you don't have empathy now so moss man tell us what's going on with you brother I know you yeah, had well, they can they, they can have they can have their right to vote because I'm not going to play their game anymore. But <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's a life sentence, right? I mean, if you, yeah. you know, once even um, you know, even if you aren't necessarily a, you know, even if you don't actually get the the technically, uh, you know, or a felon, you know, it it you're always kind of, you know, if you go to jail or you know you, you get arrested or something like that. I mean, immediately, you know, people will start to judge you in, in, in one way or another, you know, and there's people that, that understand that and, and realize that, you know, not all quote unquote, you know, felons or, or, or criminals or people that are, are violent or have really done anything that's, uh, you know, to, to anybody else. I mean, not all felons are murderers, you know what I mean? Not all felons have, you know, kicked in houses and, and, and robbed people and are, they're not all felons are, are mean, evil people. You know, uh, and you can you can just as easily. I mean, what's that? They they say that you can get, you know, what a, you commit what two or three felonies a day. Uh, Actually, that's and not even, and not even uh, know it. You know, and so if they really up. want you, you know, if they really want you to, uh, uh, you know, if they really want to sink their teeth into you, you know, they will. And so if you, uh, you know, if you're not, if you know, people aren't aware that. You know that you know the stigma that that comes around you know a, a felon is is a is literally a lifetime sentence and so you know not only do uh you know people that are felons they you know will self you know they, they, they won't seek out jobs or 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 careers or anything like that 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 may be you know the better jobs or better careers because they just are going to assume you know that that uh you know they're not going to you know, they're not going to get the job because of, you know, they won't pass a background check or, you know, um, and it's this, that, and the other. So it's, it's embarrassing too. If you go, sure to it is. Job. I mean, for some, you know, for some people it is, you know, it's not like a, you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a felon. This was 10 years ago, you know, or more 12 years ago. I'm actually no 14 years ago. <laughs> I'm getting old, man. Uh, but yeah. And you know, my, my, uh, you know, my felony is forgery, you know, so, well, actually I have two felonies, but they're, and they're, but they're both forgery. So, um, literally just, you know, photocopies and, and, you know, basically just fake documents, fake, fake documents about, uh, you know, money, money was one photocopy of a $20 bill that didn't even have anything on the back of it was enough to send me to prison. So and can so, I ask uh, you this? Are, are yeah. you allowed to go right now? If you went to go purchase a, a handgun? No, 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 no. I'm convicted of your, whatever your your crime was that they convicted you of whatever they convicted did that have anything to do with firearms or violence no no that's forgery i mean it's yeah. literally like a, a photo a little a literally a photocopy and so uh i mean so, i could be i could be doing that for a photoshop project to you know absolutely impose something make a you know a obama trillion dollar bill or something mm -hmm. if they catch me in the process and we absolutely. talked about this before they don't even have to catch you in the process they didn't catch me in the process you know i just had somebody you know i was living with my ex-girlfriend's mom and uh, there was, I just literally had some photocopies of some money uh, in my room and not even double-sided, just, uh, just a photocopy. And so they called the police and that was it. 
and they wow. came and, and, and locked me up, man. And so that's, uh, and so, and then the other one I was already on, you know, I was already on probation in another County for forgery. And that was for some bad checks. And that was what, you know, that was, that was legitimate deal, you know, but this other one, you know, what I actually went to prison for was nonsense really. And so, but, you know, since I had the other one and they said that they were willing to testify with the public defender, it was over, you know, I, I had no, I mean, I could have fought it if I had the money, but you know, most people that, you know, that are in that are potentially committing crimes and that sort of thing, you know, they don't have money to, to buy you know, to get an attorney, you know, or to stuff the judges, you know, pocket full of cash. So, you know, it can, it can happen to anybody. And it's certainly a, it's certainly a problem, uh, you know, and, and what's, what's interesting is the, is the mechanism for how they're able to justify, um, you know, the removal, removal of, you know, say for second amendment, for example. So, you know, it, it's, it says in there, you know, uh, of the people, you know, basically in the second, I, I don't have it pulled up. Maybe you could pull up the second amendment exactly, but basically it says, um, the right of the people to keep and bear arms. The right of the people to keep and bear arms. So, not be if you are, so yeah. what they say is their justification for removing our rights is if we are not of the people. And so that's their argument for being able to take that away. And so we aren't, you know, if we're committing crimes and that sort of thing, then technically by their definition, we are not of the people. And so that makes sense. You know, well, if I, I took it as, I took it as uh, my interpretation and that's part of the problem. You talked about three felonies a day and I had the, actually had that book pulled up and, mm -hmm. um, and looked at that. And, and basically a guy wrote a book saying that pretty much every single person commits on average three felonies a day without even knowing it. Sure. And, and he says, because the, the laws are broad, vague, they leave gray areas. They're open to interpretation. Right. Mm -hmm. And then often, uh, one thing that's interesting is often there's a secondary charge that you never would have been charged with without the first bogus charge. You'll walk on the first bogus charge, but they'll get you on the secondary charge. It's kind of like getting uh, getting a sentence for resisting arrest. Well, what were you arresting me for? Right. right. Uh, you know, well, we were, what we arrested you for, there was nothing, no reason to arrest you, but you resisted it. And, mm -hmm. and I see that all the time. Resisting sure. arrest should not be a uh, conspiracy should not be a charge. Because you can conspiracy on anything, you know. If two people know yeah. about it, it's a conspiracy. But anyway, um, yeah. Back, back to what yeah, I was definitely saying. have a yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was oh, I forgot. My, I lost my train of thought. But the the <laughs> three felonies a day, right? I actually looked up, um, and that's actually a legit thing. Not not just a book, uh, but there's been a ton of articles, uh, studies done. I'm not going to pull them all on the screen because they're boring reads, but generally most of the people agree that that's about the right number three to four felonies a day that everybody commits and, mm -hmm. and you know oh i was going to talk about of the people so mm -hmm. my interpretation of that of the people means you're part of like the society walking around and, and but yep. if you're in prison taxes you're, you know yeah yeah when you're imprisoned you're pulled out of that you're pulled out of that society and now you're of a mm -hmm. different uh you know different group which it doesn't matter anyway because if you're in prison, you're not going to be able to get your hand. Oh well, I guess some you people want to know what I think. Guns. Yeah, you go ahead. I think it really goes back to. I think it goes back to our births and the birth certificate. You know, when they make the second mm -hmm. copy of a person, like when you sign or when your parents sign your birth certificate, that's a whole nother person that eventually 
what is it what is it over there in new york city where they have um they make money off of your birth certificate and, um, uh it's some kind of bond thing harps yeah. talks about it all the time from us yeah, the, the, the stock market yeah and you're basically a, a separate identity that goes into that and they can get they get money off of that that's not you it'll be in all caps but that's not necessarily you the you know what i mean yeah I'm not sure that's well, exactly accurate. I've I've heard that I've heard that before. I heard it too. I don't know much I'm about not, it. I'm not 100. I'm not 100 sure how accurate it is, but I do know that they make money off you while you're in prison, you know, and that's a big part of of why they want to, you know, keep they they once they get their teeth into you, it's almost impossible to get to get back out. I mean, you can, I mean, they want to keep you there. Certainly at at the at the federal level, you know, they'll have. Um, you know, they'll have work release programs and they'll have all of these stuff. They'll have you making products for companies like Microsoft. And there's a whole list of companies out there that use prison labor, which um, basically incentivizes, uh, you know, these 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 prisons and these states and these corporations to keep. You know, because they're not making any money. You know, or they're not they're not having to pay for the labor. Oh, and that, and you know, keep I, I don't know what my forever. Yeah, yeah, it was like twenty three. It's like 23 cents or something a day, maybe that I, that I would make, so, you know, in, in prison. It was literally I nothing. Some, I looked up some stats before the show. Did you know 25% of the incarcerated people in the world are in the United States? Mm-hmm. 25%. And, yep. and they, they attribute that to uh, basically what you're talking about. They incentivize, um, they incentivize the, the prisons to keep people there longer. So if I go to prison for something that, that maybe isn't even maybe I got I got pulled over for because they thought I was hauling drugs or something. Right. And then I was like, hey, you don't have no right to search my car, blah, blah, blah. And then they get me on a resisting arrest. Right. So now I've structured, done yeah, structured, Yeah. Or even like a structured payment withdrawal. So if you're at your bank and you, yeah. you know, you deposit two hundred dollars, you know, every week or, or you withdraw two hundred dollars, just not even if you have anything that's a, cri a crime that you've done that for, you know, structured withdrawals are. A, a crime so yeah yeah they absolutely will want to you know will, will want to keep you in there and so basically say this is how it happens so if you're at the state level whatever say for example they get ten thousand dollars a year from the state per per prisoner so say you're in prison uh the state pays the prison ten thousand dollars or whatever the number is i don't know what it is but um they get that 10 grand from the state that's cash money and so if they can house you and feed you and do all that stuff for a thousand dollars, then they make nine thousand dollars in profit, and they don't have to, they don't have to account for any of that. So the cheaper that they can house you, feed you, do all that stuff, the better for the the corporation. Which it depends on if it's a state, if it's a private prison, then they'll make money. If the state prison, then they're kind of funded by the state. Yeah, they're all that, my point they're is all in cahoots. Mm -hmm. My point is that um, if I was to go say, say in my scenario, I just made up and they say, okay, you're maybe the judge didn't like me or whatever. Or maybe you had a prior, maybe you had a prior or something. And mm -hmm. the judge is like, I'm going to make this guy do a year in, in jail. Right. So I go to jail and uh, you know, the, the boss man tells this other guy to, Hey, go beat him up uh, or whatever happens. I'm defending myself. Now I got, I may be catching another case because I really, I break this guy's jaw. Right. And then they can do that. They can keep you in there. Some people go into jail for a very short period of time, but they wind up catching other charges while in jail. Sure. And they end up staying there. And that that benefits, especially when you're talking about, um, you know, some of these companies that actually they're, you know, helping people. 
by utilizing prison labor, teaching them skills and stuff like that. But they're getting major kickbacks and incentives to do that. They're pretty much getting free labor. And and then the prisons are getting paid, so they want to keep keep the the population of workers there. Like I mean, that's the one thing that's going right? on. Huh? Like the trustees? Uh yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't want yeah, to I mean the much. work release program, like if so not, not only like during a work release program, they'll pay these businesses will make not only do they get free labor, you know, and we're talking businesses that you will recognize every single day, literally like Microsoft uses prison labor. I mean, you can look it up. It's I don't my Internet's not working, but it's pretty easy to look up. I mean, you can just look up prison labor statistics and what companies use prison labor. It's astounding. And so if you have a small, you know, if you have if you're on the you know, your, your business operates at a at a very minimal bottom line you know eventually you're going to start to uh you're going to count on that that free labor you know not only is it free they also get money on top of the free labor so they get tax breaks they get free labor and then they also get a certain amount of money each day just for uh just for you know hiring or not really hiring but using prison labor uh in and of itself so that's money coming in and it's free labor that all that is affects the bottom line directly well, it so sounds to me like the the game plan to uh incentivize cities to become a 15-minute city well sure <laughs> i mean they want to make us all prisoners right i mean that's yeah. the at the end of the day if they don't if they don't want to kill us you know which they obviously do you know but the people that are left they want us you know basically imprisoned you know either physically imprisoned with a a wall around us or imprisoned in our own minds to where we're not able to to think outside the box and, and just you know the biggest takeaway from all this is you know for one it can happen to anyone you know for two uh you know we just have to realize that 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 where the pressure is coming from is coming from the corporations i mean our governments that we've been sold out you know a long time ago these you know play, like microsoft has a, a lot of puts a lot of pressure on you know uh they can they wield a lot of money you know they've got all they actually make profit when we're as a as a country you know, we're bankrupt. So we're just relying on all of these, you know, uh, corporations to essentially keep us afloat. And so they wield a ton of power in Washington and at the state level. And if there's, you know, any of these, any of these uh, corporations in your state, then there's a good chance that they're using some sort of prison labor. And so the incentive is always to be, it has to be full, you know, because why would, you know, you've got all this overhead, you know, as a business, you want to make, as much money as you can. If you get if you get ten thousand dollars, for example, per person, then it would make sense to uh, keep it full. You know that's how they make their their payroll and all that stuff. It, it just is a it's just a racket, really. And and not to say hey, that there aren't people that don't deserve to be in prison because there absolutely are. And I, you know, and from my example, it was it was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me. You know, I mean, I just you know that was kind of my the, the end of my you know, just whatever my <laughs> breaking the law, essentially and that one wasn't technically that big of a deal, but you know, before that I wasn't a, a model citizen, you know? And so, you know, it literally took me getting my head bounced off the concrete over and over and over again before I'd had enough. And so it, for me, it worked. And for some people it doesn't. And, uh, you know, when I got out of, when I got out of prison, I was fired up, man, I was ready to rock and roll, you know? And, and that's was the, the, I mean, I could pretty much, you know, go back and say, well, this is my current life started, you know, that day before that I was a, you know, I was a 
So to, to, to get back on track, Aaron, because uh, we, we have to make sure we try and cover all this, but um, what and it goes to what uh, Brian was saying in the chat. If you're deemed to be safe enough to be let out of prison, then you should get all your rights back when released. And that, that was the kind of the point I'm trying to drive home. Not to, I agree. Yeah, not, not to really go over how we'll have to do another show on how corrupt the, the prison system is and how it's a, it's an institution um, designed to, to make money and stuff like that. But for this one, I want people to understand, you know, um, yeah, they, they've seen how bad it can be, but how easy it can be for them to be put into that category, even though they maybe have never even gotten a speeding ticket. And sure. And I have a speeding ticket can very easily turn into a can very easily turn into a felony just like oh, that. Yeah. Or you get into a bar fight and you punch somebody, you punch them hard enough and you break their jaw. Then you've got, you know, first degree assault and all this stuff. I mean, it, it can literally happen to anybody at any time. And Medical man, getting stuff. out and getting away from it is, is tough. Yeah. Well, let's start with this. Let's start with the ways, because this is what we're going to talk about today is the ways that they can turn an uh, average everyday law abiding citizen that works, you know, 40, 60 hours a week, whatever pays his mortgage on time. Uh, his or her mortgage got the good credit. Everything's good to go. How do you can become a felon overnight and have your rights stripped away? And I guess the first one I want to talk about is all this gun control stuff they're trying to push, right? Starting with the uh, bump stock ban, followed by the pistol brace ban, right? And the ATF is not constitutional anyway. They are a standing army. They use the interstate commerce clause to enforce stuff that they shouldn't be. Like if, if Mossman orders all the parts to build his own gun and it doesn't fall within their guidelines and it's an NFA item, well, it never crossed interstate lines. Right. So they don't mm -hmm. really they don't actually have the they have the power, but not the authority. The authority to, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But, it's like the silencer. It's like the silencer argument down there in Texas. You in know, Texas. The, the guys have suppressors, whatever you want to call it. But that, you know, the, in Texas, they have manufacturers that are of suppressors in Texas. And if a guy goes into there and, and buys one, really, according to them, they don't have the you know, they don't. It shouldn't even be true. it shouldn't be an issue. A lot, a lot of that stuff's actually being shut down with the. Uh, with the Supreme Court, surprisingly, they're have, they're winning some cases at that level. The bump stock thing, I think, is toast. Yep. I think you know, uh, there's some pretty good stuff coming out on that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they can they can get you quick. Well, you this know. is that was that was my kind of uh, point, and I do have some headlines here. Um, so they, here's a, just a few from the the truth about guns. The Fifth Circuit uh, marijuana use does. does uh, Marijuana user doesn't lose his right when he isn't high. So they're they're trying to take away that whole, well, I've used drugs before, so I can never, never own a gun, right? Well, you're not, it's kind of like driving, right? You're not drinking and driving when you're not shooting and drinking, right? Um, what else? They, mm, da, da, da. And these are rules you're talking about, right? So we have to kind of establish the yeah, difference the between, you know, difference between a rule and a law. You know, uh, the ATF cannot create law. You know, just like the health department can't create law when they tell you to, you oh. know, put a mask on. It's not against the law. Here, here's so, another one. So yeah. a district court judge blocks enforcement of Hawaii's sensitive places carry restriction law. So they're trying to say, oh, we're going to have sensitive places you can't mm -hmm. carry. Right? Like New so York I can, doing that. I can go on and on all day. And, and to try to bring the point back home with, with turning people into felons, right? They don't need to. They're starting to find out they can't take the guns away. They, they can't because the states are not allowing it and especially whenever it comes up to election time check this out uh stupid stream yard again all right so these are the states right now we're up to 26 now 
that finally said, screw it, constitutional carry. We're going to do it. The, the federal government has no right to tell us what we can do in our state, right? So they're losing this gun control battle. We're seeing it with them pull back on the pistol brace thing, pull back on the bump stock thing. Um, we got, and this is not, these are not the only states that you can conceal carry. These are the ones you don't need a permit for. And this is kind of a trend lately. These are the ones you can actually conceal carry. All but Vermont. Every single state in the United States, um, there's what's called a shall issue, which is what Missouri is. If you don't have anything that would restrict you according to what I believe is unconstitutional uh, rules, they have to issue you one. They can't say, well, I don't like you. Uh, they have may issue where you got to kind of prove that you have a need for it. That's California, New York. Good luck in New York. And then the only one is Vermont. So my point is they're not going to win uh, with laws and, and, and courts and things like that, the gun battle. So what they can do is they can take the people who would exercise their Second Amendment right, they could take that right away through a felony charge. That's where they're trying to go with it. And that's why we have all these other things now when it comes to speech, when it comes to standing outside and silently praying, and it's a federal case. They're starting to do all this stuff to nail somebody. Because let's face it, if the only people who are going to exercise their Second Amendment right are made into a felon, then you might as well not have a Second Amendment because all the people who won't exercise it won't exercise it. So sure. uh, it follows you that felony, it, it'll just follow you and they won't stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why so are some of these federal? Why are they it never federal? goes away? You know yeah. why? But, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it never goes away. It, it's constant. You know, it's a it's a lifetime sentence for for some now. In, in Missouri, they they made a change oh a few years ago to where you could actually get um, you get a one time a one time shot basically of um, after a certain amount of time for specific charges you can have your your felony expunged um, you know for a fee of course but um, but you only get one you only get one chance at it and so after, I know that after a certain amount of time like after twenty years or something you can have one taken away. Um, and I would would qualify for that specifically, but because mine, you know, was non was nonviolent. But so, uh, so I want to get there, uh, Stephen's yeah. thoughts on this because um, we're going to have to start looking at the root of why they say you can't own it. And and we're using the guns as an example here, folks. But this is going to come down to First Amendment. Like, can you post online? Can you have a Twitter account? Um, or if you upload a meme, um, and they have a, a tag built into the software and the hardware of your computer that knows it's from you, will it even hit the internet? These are the things they're going to take away from you if they deem that you're a threat, right? So I guess we have to get to the root of the matter and say, and, and like uh, Brian's saying in chat here, he says any gun uh, gun control legislation whatsoever is actually unconstitutional. Clearly. But if we, do, if we do put limits on it and say, okay, and then I could see one, one scenario where you might say, let's just say I went to jail for something that involved a crime like i robbed a bank with a with a gun and and they decide because of good behavior they let me out early uh, but i but i'm still not off the hook yet you know you're on parole i'm on parole okay and that's mm -hmm. my interpretation of of the people that's my interpretation is i still haven't proven that i'm part of a functional society i have to finish paying my debt that's the only scenario i could see where you'd say okay this guy maybe let him finish paying his debt off before we give him the right to have a gun. Um, but, but if you look anyway, at it, like, I want to get Stephen's thoughts okay, on yeah, that. Go ahead. Like, should we revisit this whole idea 
that felons, once they're out, should get all their rights back? I think after you've paid your paid your dues and not necessarily like as far as the payments go, because even I wasn't able to afford the payments once I got out. But once you've done your time and all that, how many years, however many time they give you when you're in prison or just in the county jail, whatever it may be, you should be done. Your debts should be paid. You yeah. shouldn't have to have anything following you the rest of your life and saying, oh, now you got a warrant. You know, now we're going to come after you. It's just it's just minor things that were never the norm before that they just re- it's just something that's very recently new to most. And what people. if your what if your um, prison sentence was because you were protesting outside of a um, abortion clinic exercising your, you know, your right to speech? Oh, you should a, you shouldn't even be charged for that. Yeah, but people do. And that, that's why that's why I'm trying to say that they're going to turn regular folks into felons to circumvent you know the, the they can try to take your rights away that's why we need to revisit okay make me a felon whatever yeah. make me a felon but th- should that mean that i don't have a, a right to free speech and a right to second amendment you know what i'm saying that's uh, that's, that's the thing is is if, if if they're privileged you gotta understand what what a right is and where they come from in the first place rights don't come from government Rights, they just don't. So rights are given to us by God and God alone. We have those rights, regardless of if government exists at all, regardless of the Bill of Rights, regardless of any of that, regardless of the Constitution, we have those rights innately. And the Bill of Rights is just a statement of that being a fact. So basically, you know, if it's a privilege, then that's something that they can take away. But if it's a right, it cannot be it cannot be taken away fundamentally. On, on how it's built, you know, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, all that states that that's just a statement of what already is, you know, at the time of birth, we were given, you know, the, these rights by God. And so they can't be taken away by anybody but God. I mean, they're, they're, they're innate. They're something that is, you know, is a part of being a human to be able to speak. And so the, you know, be, the, the free speech and all of these things are are gifts you know, they're gifts from God, so they can't take those away from us. And so if you if we if we go th- about our daily lives and and truly believe that that's what it is, you know, if you're a Christian, you understand that that our rights don't come from government and, and that rights in and of themselves aren't privileges. You know, privileges can be revoked. Rights cannot. And so if you live your life and are a Christian and believe that's the way that it is, then you can go through life. And and uh, you live under a different set of laws than than they do, really. You know, your laws come from up above or, you know, uh, and these are laws that are just that you live your life in a different way is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, well, let's um, look you at- just have to understand that that they're they're not they can't be just given and, and people and we've all agreed to it. You know, it's been like that for so long that we've all agreed to. Oh, well, you know, they can take these away if you do this or take these away if you do that. But, you know, it, fundamentally, it's there's something that's that's given to us, given to us, you know, by God. So well, that's, I that's think right. maybe circumstances, circumstances that that people deserve to have their rights taken away. But I'm not a big fan of government in the first place. And that's what well, government that, forced to protect us. With, that's why I started with um, appealing to folks who maybe have never uh, been charged with a crime to say, you know, because they, their concept is going to be, well, they must have done something to deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's no empathy there. 
because maybe they haven't been in that situation. Now, are there some people out there that are bad? And if you let them out, they might commit another crime. Absolutely. Those are the people that they want to let out. Yeah. Those are the repeat offenders that they, they keep refusing to prosecute because they want the chaos in the streets. But, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, when it, let's, let's look at, let's look at this speech, right? Because we're, we're ultimately, when you're talking about taking away rights, you're talking about pre-crime. You might do something bad if you have this right. Um, Trump, he wanted to take away the bump stocks without the due process because you might commit a crime mm-hmm. with a bump stock. Those things are a novelty at best. I would never own sure. one because I can't afford to blow the ammo like that, you know, and they're, <laughs> they're awkward looking. I, I would never own one. They're just a novelty. But he's fallen under, you know, the same thing's coming back to him. So now he's going through all these court cases and they're trying to tell him that he can't post stuff on social media. So they're preemptively before he's found guilty of anything, mm-hmm. trying to take his right to free speech away. Sure. Well, that's what you get, you know, but still I'm going to stick with he should be able to speak because if I say he deserves it, then now I might as well say, you know, that's like saying, well, someone committed a crime. They made a mistake. You know, it's not my fault that you could take that away because they they deserved it. Well, what happens whenever you deserve it? Because you retweeted a meme and they say that your your speech is hate speech or your speech is, um, you know, it goes against the narrative. You know, we, we got kicked off YouTube because we told the truth about COVID vaccines and COVID itself. And now it's coming out. It's coming out that everything we said was 100% true. But the people who lied about it back then and got us kicked off are still on YouTube. There's mm-hmm. no vindication for us. There's none yep. for us. David Knight as well. David Knight and, and all the other people that got kicked off. We were preaching the truth. And we were reading mm-hmm. from white papers. So this is coming to everybody. This is coming to mom and pop USA uh, Main Street, it's coming there. They're, they yeah. already have, you know, they're monitoring the speech. And I have no doubt you guys did your due diligence because mm-hmm. for you guys to have gotten kicked off early on, just like David, you know, there, there would have been a reason for that because they don't want that out there for other people to actually understand to on a on another level other than what's being spewed out by the narrative, you know? Yeah, and here's another example of how they make it seem like a person deserves it. So this, um, I'll throw it on screen here. Okay. Oh, wow. It popped up right away. So we've all heard about this woman. She was arrested for silent prayer. This is in the UK, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of, uh, it's in one of their safe spaces that you can't be there near a, a, a abortion clinic or whatever it was. And this was actually the second time she's been arrested. Then this guy, he was arrested. Um, same thing, silently praying. So what, what are they doing? They didn't do any action, but they but people think that they deserve it because they were in what was said, the, the zone, you can't do this because you might do something. You might talk to somebody. You might approach somebody and talk them out of abortion and take away their right to kill their child. You might. It's pre-crime, right? And this is how bad it is. So those arrests for silent prayers are not all they seem. So this is kind of a freaking article that somebody pushed out there to take away the empathy for this lady who was standing there silently. And they basically, if I was to read through here, um, they go on and say that she was there um, provoking an arrest. It's by, a literal thought crime. It's a literal thought crime. Yes. I mean, they're so, not to prove what she was thinking, right? Well, they, she they're, they're that's not even speech. Like, they're making it that's sound like speech. she deserves yeah. it. Uh, she, they're making it sound like she deserves it because she provoked it. But there's no that's law, no legitimate law that they should have arrested her. I can provoke a cop to arrest me all day. It's not a crime. 
and you see people doing it all the mm -hmm. time with the, you know, um, I don't need to show you my ID. I'm a free citizen and all this stuff. You know, they're kind of provoking the police. It still doesn't give the police the right to rip them out of the car and shoot them. So what's the answer? So what's the answer to that? You get, a, you know, 10,000 people to show up at the abortion clinic and just stand there and silently, silently pray. But then you know, you have to, if, we, if, you can't, if you don't challenge these people, then they're going to assume that they can get away with it. They're going to try to get away mm -hmm. with every last. I mean, we know who they are. We know what they do. You know, we know where they're coming from. They they hate life. They hate humanity. They hate Christianity. They hate. They, I mean, they're just they're horrible people, evil. you know, and well, so look at January they're absolutely six. evil. They're absolutely so evil. They took January 6th. January 6th was a way to send the rest of us a message. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and, so, and so was the trucker uh, crew. I'll call it the crusade, the trucker crusade in Canada. Right. They yeah, made the sure board. that they are put. They put these people in prison, some of them for over two years without even mm -hmm. having a charge yet. No due sure. process, no charges, no nothing. Right. The, the answer account? to that, the answer to that uh, would be to go to the go again with more people, with more people, not to storm the the White House or the or, you know, the um, people's house or anything like that. Uh you don't do yeah. that. You just let them know that this just is live your well, live your life. Yeah, just live your life under the set of rules that were given to you by God. You know, well, if you're not a Christian, you don't under, you don't understand these things. You know, and and a lot of these people that that don't understand where you know the difference between right and wrong comes from. You know, it literally comes from Christianity, and so you have to if you if you live your life that way, you know, as a Christian. That what they do and what they try to do is irrelevant. That we know that they're going to try to put us in prison for just ridiculous stuff. That's just what they're going to do. They're horrible people. All they got to do is label us. They just got to label us as a felon, then they take away our, our rights. And and that and that label that label's not in the Bible, you know. And so you can if you if you live your life according to the set of rules that that were that were given to you, um, you know, it's all in there. It's all in the Bible, you know, you, the, 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 from the watcher on the wall, you know, we're, we're called to, you know, to, uh, to warn people, you know, and God was not a happy camper when the watcher on the wall saw the people coming and, and didn't do anything, you know, and at the same time, you know, you also have to, you just have to have a firm understanding of where all this stuff comes from and, and where, and, you know, where everything's at, because, you know, if you live your life with the, according to the Bible, you're not going to be, you're not going to be breaking, quote unquote, whatever laws they've got. And if there's laws that are antithetical to the way that you handle yourself as a Christian, then those are not laws that should, that should be followed in the first place. At, at you least know, we could, at least we could go back to at least the constitution for here for the u.s mm -hmm. okay so let's let's take the religion i'm um i believe in the bible as well but where did it come the from the constitution it. itself is in and of itself well, is a is but, christian principles but we, the, we found, the foundation comes basically from christianity absolutely and the rights that are yeah. given by god mm -hmm. so that's right but if we can just understand yeah. that they're incrementally ratcheting it up based off of a good foundation a pretty solid foundation and guard would say that he didn't sign the constitution uh, he didn't yeah. sign the Declaration of Independence. He didn't sign all this stuff, so he mm -hmm. was kind of forced into a contract. Yeah. And I would agree. He lives his he lives his life under that set of rules. As as a Christian, right. he lives his life but under that set, and, we, and could care less about what is in we there. We can't convince people that say like in this country that say don't believe in God. 
we can't use that as an That's argument. We have to say, let's at least go back to the common rules we had. And what they're doing now is breaking the rules. And, and if you look at Australia, right? So here they use January 6th to show the rest of us, you better not stand up. And the answer to that would be to stand up even more. But we didn't do it, right? They labeled them insurrectionists. That's what they labeled them. But in Australia, they tried to do the same thing. And you don't see Australia in the news anymore, do you? Because they continue to stand up and continue to stand up and continue to stand up and the government back down back to where they're supposed to be. So they managed to bring that back a little bit. And, and you know, I'm not talking about getting out and having a, a civil war or anything like that. We just got to remind these people who they work for. We got to write uh, whoever we got to write over and over again. You got to tell your friends and family. We're doing this show right now to let you know, to let you know that you don't have empathy for people that fall victim to this. But you're going to be the next victim. And pretty soon there's no not going to be anyone left to help you. So we need to, we need to get off our, our keisters and start writing people and start standing up and saying, no, if, if you uh, have something, you get a good lawyer, beat it in court. If you, if you lose, take it to a higher court. Fight. Fight back. It, it, without taking life, fight back as much as you can. Because it's coming even more. And, and uh, I'll go to the next thing and I'll let Stephen talk on this first. But free speech, right? So they're already weaponizing free speech by labeling it as hate speech, right? Hate speech and, and uh, unacceptable. Now, uh, David covered this, and I'm glad he did because I don't have time to really cover it. But the, um, the AI, so DARPA, this is your government. Your government is using AI to look for antisocial behavior or anti-norm behavior in your texts. And it's more than that, but the first article I found um, was about text. That tells you, number one, the government already has your text without a FISA warrant. They're already looking at every single text that you send. They've admitted it. The article kind of like gives that away without talking about it. But sure. every single thing, every phone call, every text, um, even your mail, snail mail, you think that they don't know. They at least know who you're mailing and when and how often. They mm -hmm. make records on all that stuff. So, number one, that's unconstitutional right there. Now they're going to look at what you're texting and say, well, this guy kind of doesn't go along with the crowd, with the narrative that we set. Mm -hmm. Again, you could just by sending a text become some kind of a thought criminal. I've actually got that. Hold on, let me get the, that clip here. Yeah, every word that we say is... You're a thought criminal. Oh, we're all going to be thought criminals. 1984. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, literally thought criminals, just like the lady that's standing out in front of the abortion clinic. She's not even doing anything, just standing there thinking, and that's a crime. So oh, do you remember what David covered today on that thing, uh, on the AI looking at um, social behaviors? I haven't caught uh, it. I haven't caught today's broadcast. Oh, he, yeah. Either he covered it or I read it in another article that was talking about the same thing. They actually paused and took their time, research, and money away from other stuff that we just talked about, that we they have um, – drones and sensors they're working on they could detect body movement from way up in the sky like all kinds of stuff uh, mm -hmm. remember we talked about how they're going to try to once once you're in that 15 minute city they don't want anybody outside that 15 minute city i was telling mm -hmm. you that's what they're going to do they have the technology now to look using ai and find those people camping out and they're going to herd hey, you up into the 15 hey, minutes. Trip out about the drones uh the other night my girl was in the backyard and you know the back porch light was off I don't know if you guys know much about drones, but she was like, babe, come here. Tell me if you hear this. And I'm looking up and we hear this like very, very, very quiet, you know, but you just enough to where you can hear it. 
and then all of a sudden you see a red light underneath it and the thing moves super fast it like stops from each house like as if it's mapping the terrain is and that then, the video you sent me no 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 this okay. is a different this is a different one but like and then all of a sudden the light on it turned off and i'm like where did it go it just was pitch black right and then we're looking around for, for a minute the damn thing ended up on the opposite side over there and then you see the light turn back on oh wow you guys yeah, they're, they're definitely surveilling when i lived there i lived there off the 605 i was talking to you about that i lived in pico and uh that's when they were starting to put up these um traffic cameras along the highway so you get real-time uh views of the traffic patterns especially in the Ooh, afternoon yeah. that's what and, those are for. Uh, yeah and I, I i don't know if it got re like somebody reported it or if they accidentally went to a camera on the news and they found out the cameras were actually looking in people's backyards they weren't watching the highway they weren't fixed they oh, were actually shit. could turn them and that was a big freaking deal you know uh i remember that that was a big story back then this is about 94 95. yeah there, there was um i wasn't even tracking the news back then really but it was i remember it was such a big deal that uh somebody mentioned it and i and it caught my attention but they've been doing this forever they've been spying on us and they always play it off as a convenience you know well you know which roads are you know clear and we can have yeah. real time and blah 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 and give updates no they're spying on you they're trying to they're trying to make you a felon do you not understand that so they could take away your rights that's what they're trying to do and that's what this show is about they will make you a felon for a freaking thought crime yeah like, i don't even think at some point they're just i mean they've kind of thrown the all the book out the window i mean that's just on the outside they could say oh well you're you're this or you're that i mean once they get the you know once they get the the cbdc in there i mean they, they do whatever topic, they, they bro, literally do whatever they mind you are they do whatever they want and, and you know they literally do whatever they want yeah that, that's a that, uh, let's they don't care they do not care uh let's jump onto this and i do want to let steven because we've been kind of talking a lot we need to let steven get more time in and i think he's got some stuff to say about this but yeah the next uh the next and final topic so if they don't if they're not going to get you on um great you know pistol pistol brace bump stock whatever they whatever they can if they can't make you a felon by changing the rule on you and maybe you don't even know the rule changed right but then you get caught with a, some kind of bill or you transport it wrong because this state um and i don't understand why some of these state things become felon they should be handled at the state level but if they don't get you that way uh then they'll try to make you a felon some other way to take your guns away uh take your free speech away so you got thought crimes if you want to stand in the wrong place and just silently stand there you might be praying you know um but eventually if they can't get you on none of that stuff to make you a prisoner in your open air prison your open air 15 minute city prison um they're going to get you through the global id and cbdc and this is what i what i wrote down um look at the e-verify e you got to be on e-verify to freaking work right now it's not for everybody but it will be real id uh, that that's been pushed back to like 2025 or 2027 now that everyone's going to be on this real id and you're going to have to get that to have any kind of services you know you want to get a driver's license you want to uh you know whatever so let's say you, you want to like uh roll over your 401k or something or you want to do this or well we need a real id and trust me that's a pain to get my wife had to go through it and then the final is the the id me and this i had i went through because i use credit karma for my taxes forever and uh it was last year i went to do it and they changed uh to i forget i had to have a cash app or something and i didn't want to do it 
but there's some number I needed to know and the credit karma didn't save my old records. So I'm trying to sign up for this thing. They wanted my biometric data. They wanted a photo of my driver's license. It had to be a real ID. They wanted a picture of my face. They wanted all this stuff. So that's what scares me is the real ID. Or I'm sorry, the ID me is getting rolled into our tax system. That will be the final way they make you a felon is if you don't subscribe to this system, which is the mark of the beast system, you won't be able to pay your taxes. And that's how they're going to get you. That's how you're going to take your property, force you into the 15 minute city. And eventually you'll be a felon because you didn't pay the, you know, your slice to the mafia of whatever, if you can even have a job, you know what I'm saying? So have you guys seen the people who have, I don't know if you heard about those purple street lights or anything. Mm-mm. The black lights that have been being put up all, all across the country, they're like these like black lights or like type of LED lights, but they claim that they were like, and it was an accident. They didn't mean to put those light bulbs up. But anyway, they have such a uh, neon type of purple light lighting to them that some of the vax and there was actually a video of someone standing underneath one of the lights and where their shot was at, it was like right here and you can see a dot. And as you go down, it goes all the way down their vein, right up until their middle finger, right here. Wow. Now I do know they had the um, the is it micro dot. I think they call it. This was one of the the ways, and, and Gates was tied into this as well. I forget what what university uh, did the study on it, but they can do it. They looked at administering vaccines with a patch. It's a painless, yeah. of course, and the patch it it, re- it puts all these tiny, tiny little bitty micro needles. So it doesn't quite get into your nerve layer. So it doesn't hurt. You just put it on there for a minute. You take it off. And what it also does is it deposits um, a UV or IR or some kind of uh, readable ink that you can read with a smartphone. Yeah. And and that's kind of like uh, it was going to be a QR code. So that was going to be your passport right there to say, yeah, I got my mark. I've been vaccinated. So that that was one thing that and you would need some kind of light like that to be able to read it. So yeah. that would make me wonder if they're trying to do mass surveillance using 5G. Uh, and I'm speculating here. Uh, and you want to, you know, if, if you know anything about like um, night vision with emitters and things like that, when you're trying to, to read something with an, an IR light order, it has to be either really, really bright or really, really close. So you, it would make sense to throw up something that would illuminate these marks and you can quickly in a crowd say, Oh, that guy's vaxxed. That guy's vaxxed. That guy's not vaxxed or he's got the mark. He's got the mark. He doesn't have the mark, you know, well, not just that, but like over here in California, like they got a bunch of these 5g towers that look like palm trees. I actually took a few, I took a video and pictures of them. Some of them are just out there. Like you could tell they're 5g towers, but a lot of them have mm-hmm. these like palm trees and you got to wonder what, what do they need to disguise them for? You know what I mean? Like what's, what's with the whole, incognito disguising of it and there's also in arizona some that look like cactuses and i was yeah they've been doing them like fake trees like regular cell phone showers like fake trees and they say it's because they want you know they don't want to be an eyesore but yeah i don't know i'll tell communications act with bill clinton that put that in that was was the yeah they have like the um you know there was a there was a law that basically says they they can't put this stuff up if it's going to be just like Jason said, if it's going to be like an eyesore, so they have to, you know, they have to basically, you know, quote unquote, disguise them or make them look one way but, or the other. But they can litter the um, all of Iowa, all mm-hmm. of Kansas with these windmills that doesn't, they don't care if, if the farmers have to look at them or hear them, right? Or they can throw them yeah. out in the ocean. 
Um, yeah. They just Portland, don't want to sell see the them. lamb to them. Yeah. They just don't want to see it. Not in my backyard. Kind of like when DeSantis uh, sent all the um, the illegals up to what Martha's Vineyard or whatever. And yeah. they're like, yeah, we want them here. We want them here, but not in my backyard. You know, I've got a 20 bedroom house and I'm only here uh, maybe two weeks out of the year, but not at my house. You know, let me just put a wall up around my house because I'm important. Mm hmm. Freaking and the wall. The wall's not even like what's going to help. If anything, no. it's it's the vetting. It's oh, and they have armed guards. Yeah, we get to have guns, but not you. Not right. You. I mean, oh, Abbott. Uh, a Syrian girl says that was Abbott. Was it Abbott or was it DeSantis? I think it was. It was Abbott, wasn't it? Well, Abbott sent it to DeSantis. Sent it. Oh, he's. I think Abbott sent some to. They both sent him to New York. They. I think Abbott and DeSantis both sent. Uh, yeah, people to, to. Well, one of them sent to New York. One of them sent to. Um, yeah, I think they were both doing it though. Well, we're all familiar. Abbott sent him a, little, a little bit of both, actually. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I guess I guess the um, I guess the point of talking about this was, number one, talk about, you know, how one, once you're charged with a crime, they could take it as far as they want to take it. Um, they, I can indict a ham sandwich. That's what they say. Right. Um, and then right. The, I think that the goal here in making and all this hate speech and thought crime and, you know, you can't pray in these certain areas and, and like the book, you know, the three three felonies a day they want to leave the latitude for them to take any dissident out to say hey this guy like me i'm out here doing a show trying to talk about what's going on but we don't like the information he's putting out so just find something on him and all of a sudden now i'm not allowed to use the internet you know especially if they get it to the point where they can tag your um, software and your hardware with who you are so if i try to do yeah. anything throw a meme out, throw anything. It's going to be shut down because once it hits the internet, it ain't going nowhere. It's on the internet forever. So they got to shut it down. Uh, you know, their, their attempts to censor at the social media level have failed. So what they have to do is shut it down before it even hits that internet. So what's um, more effective than that? Way to, yeah. They're going to find a way to take those rights away from you. If they can't restrict the rights, they'll just find a way to take the rights away from you. And if you violate that, they'll just put you in, in a real prison. Yeah, yeah, they can be taken away. Then they're not exactly rights, then are they? Well, it, well, like I said, there's a difference between power and authority. Mm -hmm. You know, and they they have the power because they have the numbers and they have people right. So they've lost all authority. They, you know, they it's gone. They their their authority. It, you know, they they lie, they cheat, they 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 steal, they subvert every chance that they get, and so their authority is toast. They have no authority. It's gone. You know, then that's. At least at the at least at the federal level. Now they have lots of power. They've got the United States military behind them and all that stuff. But I was going to go back there when you're saying, you know, talking about censorship and all this stuff. What's more effective, even than, uh, you know, taking away people's rights to speech and all this stuff? The the more even more effective thing to do to that is to get people to self censor or to yeah. not to not to not do these things. And if people don't understand where where it comes from then they're never going to understand you know if they don't understand what right and wrong and where right and wrong comes from then they're never going to know how to stand up and do the right thing regardless of what they have to say is, is that's kind of my point so you know without uh, without christianity we don't have a basis to be able to to understand 
you know, what, what, if what they're doing is right or if what they're doing is wrong, you know, and if, but you can't, you know, if you live your life that way, then, you know, then they're, what they do and what they say is really irrelevant. Right. Well, I think the general consensus in chat was yes, there was some back and forth. And let me do the shout outs here because we got to bump out of here quick. Man, this hour went by super fast. Uh, yeah, really? It's yeah. already been an hour, huh? Yeah, it has. So we had little John was the first one in there. Uh, Brian Taylor, he was great on Saturday on Nights of the Storm. He's in there. Um, the Syrian girl's in there. And that, that's really all that's in the chat right now. Um, I know we had a few more people watching, but. Uh, yeah, their general consensus was that yes, our our ethical laws, I guess, not laws, but our, our uh, rights were based on um, basically Christianity. I know some people would say, well, there's other religions that have similar morals, and that's that's fine if you want to say that. I'm personally a Christian, but yeah, we had a foundation to our constitution. But then Brian said something; it was a Trojan horse that kickstarted representative government worldwide. Um, and yeah, I think it played that part because it's not perfect, right? The, there, there were factions of our founding fathers who were Masonic and all that, and mm -hmm. who were not necessarily like a part of the Christians. But not all of them had that type of mentality either. A lot of them had the the well-meaning and actual, you know, basic doctrine that we that we're all alluding to right now. The ones that we're focusing on and trying to relate to what's going on right now in the world, you know, and to the way that we should handle these things on a local level. Yeah, local is where it's at. I, I really agree with David on that local level. Um, you know, guard, yeah. guards more of a was a Christian anarchist or whatever. Um, I think that's okay if you live out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, if you're going to live together in a community, you got to have some kind of an agreed set of rules right and i think the bible is a great place to start you know uh, yeah because because guard has good points too you know and uh not only that but the bible well it's like an instruction manual it is yep. it's like the best instruction manual that man could ever have been blessed to have you know and i've just recently found faith you know because a few years back when i was a teenager i didn't believe in god I would question whether he exists, you know, just all that. I was atheist. And that, I think that's what contributed to me being manically depressed and having those suicidal thoughts. Oh, we didn't even get into that. Um, we're going to have to do a different one on this. Yeah. On that, about the medications is another way that they're, they're turning our youth um, to every little problem. You break up with a boyfriend, whatever. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And they throw these medications at you. Boom. Now you lose rights because if I try to and, and I, I go back to the Second Amendment because that's the one that's attacked the most. But yeah. all of our rights should be equal, equally important. Right. Um, but you start taking certain medications. Guess what? If you've been adjudicated uh, any kind of problem, another thing that's going to stick with you for life. Good luck uh, purchasing a firearm, you know. Um, anyway, we'll we, we'll talk about the, you know, the drugging of our youth at another point. And uh, how that that kind of like snowballs into even worse things. But oh, uh, I got, anyway, I got some stories to tell. So yeah, we'll we'll get you on here again and do it. You're part of the one of the nights now, and we appreciate you coming on, Stephen. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up. Just I'll give my final thought. My final thought is we need to really start paying attention to the little things they're doing. Um, hate speech stuff. These little uh, was it the face zones or whatever where you can't. 
you can't stand in certain areas around an abortion. All these little things are to label and erode um, and create a little door to label you a criminal because they can't take our rights until they can make you a criminal. Then they can take your rights or certain ones. And that's really the heart of the issue is if you're not in prison because you are an immediate danger to somebody, you should have 100% of your rights back. And that's what we really need to fight for because that, that takes the fuel out of their fire to do all these little things, right? Moss man, your final thoughts. Oh, I, I say that's that's pretty much it. I mean, that's just basically boils down to, you know, uh, having a firm understanding of of where everything, you know, where everything comes from. And, you know, understanding that, you know, if we don't know, if we don't really legitimately understand the difference between right and wrong and where, you know, right, you know, even the difference between a right and a, and a privilege or the difference between a rule and a law, you know, um, it's always going to be super confusing to to everybody to have to try to navigate and understand what's going on, and uh, and you know to, to the people out there that may not that may not be Christians, I, I really genuinely believe that they can really begin to un have a firm understanding because if without getting ourselves together and our, our our own lives in order, you know, we can never we're never going to be able to understand what's going on around us without having some basis for where our thoughts come from and be able to say, okay, this relates, you know, relates to this. This is why this is wrong. You know, how do we understand, how do we know what, what's right and what's wrong? How do we know that it's bad if they, you know, are able to take you know, whatever our rights away from us? How do we know that that's a wrong thing to do? You know, well, the only way that I know it literally comes from Christianity and, and I yeah. would love to hear an argument that it comes from somewhere else, because how do we know, what is our moral code? Where does our moral code come from? How do we know right from wrong? That's that's I'd how like it is, think, man. I'd like to think that I'm a work in progress. From oh yeah, all of us are, buddy. Every one of us are. Yeah, once you know. being how I was to the way that I am now, I'm still work in progress. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Every one of us are. None of us. Are, <laughs> none of us are perfect, brother, for sure. I mean, you know, we've all got a lot of work to do. But if we understand that we can, that that, you know, we have we have a goal you know, of, and, and it's an impossible goal for everyone, you know, to be, to be like Christ or whatever, that's an impossible goal. We can never do that. But if, if we, um, if we make, you know, the honest effort every day and try to live our lives the best that we can, you know, eventually we'll, you know, not demand respect wherever we go, say, oh, you have to respect me. You know, you start to command it, you know, people will have, will give you the respect just because, you know, you're just an honest you know, person who, you know, lives their life a specific way. And you'll, you know, after, after a certain amount of time, you'll, you'll realize that, that, you know, what these people do and what they're after is, you know, they're going to do everything they can to subvert and, and imprison and hurt and destroy. And, you know, it's our job as Christians to, to call them out and to live the life that we're called to live and, and try to help people understand where all this comes from and and point them in the right direction because all this basically that we're dealing with now in my opinion boils down to the fact that people have put pushed christ out of their lives they just don't understand that you know the diff literally the difference between right and wrong what's a moral thing to do what's the right thing to do and if we if this was a nation full of christians we wouldn't be dealing with this right. you know and the reason why we are dealing with this is because they people just don't understand they don't have a firm grasp of what is what it means to to 
to to live that life and and, and to be a Christian. And I, I'm really not an overly preachy type person, but I'm, I'm telling you that is is the the basis for all of what we're dealing with right now. So if more people would just crack a Bible open every once in a while and just to see what you know what I'm what I'm, what I'm talking about is is true. Um, and it, it doesn't it doesn't even require you know like blind faith like what you were saying, Stephen. It you know earlier. Well, I was the same way, you know, I, I mean, I completely pushed God out. I was like, where's the proof at? I'm looking for proof, like literal proof. And, you know, when I was a kid, it was always just this blind faith that I just have to believe in this thing without any sort of evidence. Well, to me, what I'm talking about, you know, now with having a firm understanding of morals and, and just and right and wrong, to me, that is the proof. Because when, once you once you push that out and once you close your door to that and you don't understand, you know, uh, you don't have a, a moral background for right and wrong everything starts to break down, including society. So that's my final point. I know I kind of rambled on there, but that's kind of where well, I'm Well, I, I wanted to throw something that a Syrian girl said. You were talking about, you know, speaking up and stuff. She did make a comment, said, God said he would punish watchers who kept quiet when the enemy was at the gate. The watcher on but the wall. That's exactly, that's yeah. exactly the one I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And Syrian then also about, um, you know, being Christ-like. People, I, I hope people understand we're never going to be like Christ was it's not about even where you're at it's about the direction you're headed that's why you know he said repent 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 means to turn around and go the other way so you just need to get heading in the right direction even if it's a little at a time and you struggle you know even if you you're still not quite there when you know as long as you're you're looking to god um you know you're praying and you're trying to do the right thing honestly trying to do the right thing and getting to know christ um I think that that'll be honored that you that you're going in the right way, you know, the right direction. Yeah, we've all got tons of work to do. I mean, we're never going to be like that, you know. We just and we understand that. But if we don't, if we don't have a goal, if we don't have an endpoint, a destination, then how are we ever going to know where we're going? You know, right. and making strides and getting there is is how it gets done. We've all got we've all got a lot of work to do, you know. Certainly yeah. to, to to get better. But you know, I think just being here and and you know, talking about this and all being, you know, uh, I think having a genuine desire to do the right thing and to help people and all that stuff. It's, you know, you can start to see the, the effects on, on everything around you. And it, it really does make a difference. And, and I would have not said this five years ago at all. And so, you know, I think it's, it's made an impact on me and I certainly think it's made an impact to the people around me and uh, you know, just having you guys around and, and being able to sit and discuss this stuff is, has been, just as good for me i think you know so I think there's nice. many there's many brothers and sisters in christ who need the help right now and who need the guidance yeah because they believe you know there's a lot of people that say that they believe but they don't they don't walk the walk you know and, and a lot of these christian leaders and these churches and stuff should have been there's a lot there there's we've got a big problem in this country you know and they don't under if they don't they genuinely as christians don't understand they make they may say that they do but I can promise you that there's a lot of people out there that don't understand that the reason why we're dealing with the stuff that we're dealing with is because people just don't fully understand it, you know, and, and, and to, and to DK's credit, man, he's able to explain it in a way that's yeah. made me and a whole lot of people around me understand legitimately where these, these rules and these, you know, these doctrines and all this stuff comes from. And then what the consequences are when, you know, legitimate consequences, not just in heaven, 
but on earth, you know, what happens when you, you know, you start to sacrifice children for our own prosperity? Well, those societies get wiped off the and map. Though, don't they? I think uh, somebody mentioned this to, to either in the chat or they mentioned it to me is one of the regular folks that we see in uh, David's chat was that, um, you know, as this stuff gets exposed, the darkness comes out and it's getting exposed. It's coming more to the light, more to the light, more to the light. And you got people who are going to go with it. And you got people that are maybe lukewarm Christians. Mm -hmm. Maybe they believe, but they're, you know, not practicing. They're going to start to wake up and say, Hey, th this, this is for real. I need to get for real about this. And, and somebody mentioned mm -hmm. that's separating the wheat from the chaff. Uh, and the Bible does talk about that separating the wheat from the chaff. So those people who maybe have been sitting uh, as, as kind of a, you know, a Sunday, Sunday morning Christian, but don't really live that way. I'm starting to yeah, see a no lot gray of area, right? I mean, there's, yeah, it's starting to come out like yeah, you're gonna have to choose a side. Good yeah, and I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there literally is no gray area. I mean, we, you know, as I mean, we're, we're all we're all sinners at heart, you know, and, and we're or maybe not at heart, but we all are essentially are, are sinners, and so, you know, we want to keep that as a as a goal to try to get to, but you know, there really there really is no gray area. We don't get to pick and choose what you know, what things, you know, what's, what sins we are okay with and what sins that we aren't, we, that just, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, the moment that you try to, you know, shift it around and, and, you know, manipulate it into a way that, that fits your perspective, it just doesn't work, man. And, and uh, it just, like, it just like doesn't. What, man. Month, what yeah. month is it okay to kill a baby? Right. right. It's not you okay know, to kill so a baby. They, they'll eventually, you'll eventually get to the point where it just doesn't matter to you anymore. And if you don't, and if it doesn't matter to you, then, uh, you know, literally every decision that you make, it, it gets really easy when you, when you understand, you know, the literally the, uh, just the difference between right and wrong. So right. I mean, hey, I'm pretty much it, man. I know I kept going on and on, but I'm, I'm pretty much we're, good. We're, um, not really pressed to, to end on time today but let's give steven one final um go and then i'm going to close this out gentlemen i appreciate you both coming on so sure go ahead, steven, final talk again for the people i know who who do watch this they i'm sure they all know that i was never perfect growing up you know and any anything that i've done growing up with them or hanging out with them in the years of my life that may have influenced them in a very wrong way or even messed up their life I would like to say that I'm truly sorry for everything that may have caught, been caused to you and that I just love them sincerely. And awesome. I, 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 pr I pray that I pray that they find the Lord. Absolutely, man. I like it. Love that's, it. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I guess that does it for tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember to hold your ground, watch the enemy, uh, improve the foxhole and always look out for one another until next time. You've been watching The Foxhole with Jason Barker.